what would the like say if America broke say if America broke into four separate confederacies right now, where would black people be? Like, what would be our place in it? And I think that we have to make sure we have something secure where we can have a society, a community, a commune, a confederacy, or whatever that can provide that. It may be that we are not in unison with every other group of black folk. It just may be that, you know. Um, but whatever we are, if we have something in place, and that's going to involve all the things that come with nationhood, defense, infrastructure, government, um, morals, ethics, a standard to measure each other by. You know, you look at the past groups, they may have had a program set up for the masses and wanted to get the masses, but they always sort of to some extent had a separate, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a separate, it was a separation there because we love you, we, we want to help you, but we want order. For sure. We want, we want, uh, culture we want to live this certain way and if you're gonna deal with us you're gonna have to be in this and be about that you got to be have to be righteous we can't have unrighteousness around us so what you're expressing is basically black nationalism the need for it. like is that what you're saying like because you, you mentioned like a confederation what, what, i mean what yeah a confederation but i'm just saying like america in general and it may be a, 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 a aspect of that that may be a predominantly one of those federations may be predominantly black. It may not be broken up into four federations. This shit may go all into chaos, and we may get into some anarchy shit, and it's about people of like minds, of the same ilk and, and, and ancestry and lineage getting together and protecting themselves against hostile environments outside of them that could be white or black. Right, so that goes back to what we were saying before we started recording. Like, whatever happens to America, whatever happens to white supremacy, you saying black people need to organize urgently. Yeah. We need to organize some type of structure to protect ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, just to throw in, you know, uh, a more recent conversation as we begin this, and just for a second, let's set aside what black nationalism or you know this black infrastructure could do for us here at where at where we we at you know in the Americas right uh you see South Africa make this claim against Israel of genocide that we spoke about in the last episode and you see different countries join in and support that and of course you spoke about uh, also earlier today Aki I don't know uh yeah uh just about the history of Palestine supporting South Africa when it was going through apartheid and just how these national people, these national groupings that people yeah. have fought for, struggled for, and oftentimes against colonialism, mm -hmm. anti-colonial nationalism, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in that whole conversation, what I wish we had as black Americans, as new Africans, was a voice, a structure where we could put out our stance in support and let it be known that even though we have whatever relationship we have to the to the to the beast that we're in the belly in, you know what I'm saying? Right now it just says second class citizenship and some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We don't have nothing beyond that, uh, beyond a little bit of culture that's left, beyond a little bit 
of cultural institutions that are still functioning, still, you know, providing, you know, what needs can be provided for. But yeah. we know a lot of spiritual, cultural, emotional, social, economical, and so on needs are not being met by those in our community because we're not meeting them. Despite whatever's happening with white supremacy in America, that's the those are the cards that we've been dealt. And we have to organize now, not based on, you know, uh, trying to integrate, trying to change the laws mm-hmm. and so forth. You know, maybe that has a role. I, I, I think it does have some role, but that needs to be a, a sliver slice of the pie where we're putting the majority of our energy and building us something that can outlast what looks to be a crumbling empire. And my last thing I'll say on this, most Def mentioned uh, that we're living in a, a crumbling empire. I'm sorry, Yasin Bey mentioned we're living in a crumbling empire. He was asked at a recent podcast about Drake. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pull that up and play it mm-hmm. as we get into the podcast today, the episode today. He said we're living in a, in a, in a crumbling empire. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Drake's music reminds him of shopping at Target. You know what I'm saying? He does. He, for him, he said it doesn't sound fit for the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine if things really crumble, if things really go bad. You know what I'm saying? How much space? You know, if <laughs> if things get if things get real bad, you know, the decadence that we're celebrating today won't be celebrated. Yeah. Because people's gonna be looking to eat. People gonna be starving, hurting, looking yeah. for something else. So I know that was a lot right there. But, you know, we're facing a lot. You know, mm-hmm. what are we going to do as black people facing crumbling empire? Are we just going to nod our heads to what's going on, to what's on the radio? Mm-hmm. As things crumble, what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to... Black people are great at adapting. Um, <laughs> that's one thing we do in this country. We adapt. We've been in a lot of fucked up situations and, and encounters here, which and we've adapted to. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the worse. But... If, if if we want to just look at it real, we we're gonna we have a I think we have a a certain segment that is gonna go along with the flow, and if it requires for them to get savage, they're gonna get savage. Um, and for those who 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 are not in in tune or in alignment with that, and um, want something of more value, you know, because at the end of the day, you know. A man and a woman just want to raise their kids in a safe environment and ensure that their kids have a future. But what we also know is that we're we're in a time and an environment where even that's not held sacred anymore. You know, so you know, in a in a in a in an environment like that, which it is, America is crumbling. Um, and note. If black people ain't got shit together, it crumbling is going to be worse on us. <laughs> it's going to be just as impactful on us. If we ain't got shit, if we don't got no organization or have groups of us. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's too many groups as a whole. But then we got too, so many individuals that talk like this and talk about this. That if anything, we should be clicking up. We should be hooking up and, and and trying to form and build structures, institutions, and things in the community. Right. And if 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 the if the greater community is not going to uphold and have a standard, we got to uphold and have a standard. 
You sort of got to distinguish yourselves from the others and let them make a choice. Right. And if there's no, if they don't, if the other side ain't got no standard and things come to a head and, you know, things crash in a sense, mm-hmm. then they, there won't be no, a community on the other side. It'll be savageness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I, I mean, all, all the naked violence of capitalism when it falls will be exposed. The fall of America does not entail the freedom of black people from our plight. And like you said, it could, that could mean, uh, you know, worse conditions. If the institutions we need to sustain ourselves for ourselves, by ourselves, are not built, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, those got to be built. And, you know, we had so much energy, you know, that was misdirected, you know, with the recent Black Lives Matter joint. That should have led us to, you know, if they're still doing this in the 2020s and 20 teens, then, you know, the call to separate made by Malcolm in the Black Power era. Yeah. You know, that's what should have resonated more. But, of course, they, they picked and choose who they chose. You know what I'm saying? That you know that, that that you know they can sell the merchandise at Target. You can buy you can go buy you know probably while you listen to Drake, you can go buy some Black Lives Matter merchandise probably at Target. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say this though. Even with Malcolm and Martin or Malcolm's call and other brothers calling the nationalist movement for separation, it would to me eventually, when I look at just you know, granted I wasn't there in that time period, but when I just look at um, where we are right now as a people in this country, you know, we we are already integrated and we are already assimilated. That's already happened. No, no, no. I I would say we're assimilated, but to be integrated means you are equal. Yeah, 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 true, yeah, true. I got you. Know you. What I'm saying? I got like, you. I got you. The, the integration shit is a facade. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The, but the majority of us is assimilated. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, and I don't, and I'm not talking down on my people because even I think every individual, even in this room, has a point of assimilation with them. We live in America, you know, um, and it, America comes with all of this shit. Now we're now we're you know we're on that threshold where just decisions have to be made, you know. <laughs> The contradiction is at a point where, okay, we can go to the same schools now, but still the black and white children that go to the same schools face different outcomes despite it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The con- I mean, the, the contradictions have risen since the civil rights and black yeah. we know where they push for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And, you know, we we it's risen, um, but that's where that need, you know, and, I, and I'll stress this too. Nationhood as a people is not dependent on any other outside force. Self-determination. Self-determination. We don't need... We, we can call ourselves the blue, black, and green people. Aliens. Um, whatever we call ourselves. The basic tenets to be a nation of people. The basic moral and ethical basics of a, of a, of a nation. Loyalty, allegiance, unity trustworthiness you know duty all of those things are universal and essential you know we can achieve all of those things on our own and this is sort of going to tie into sort of the main thing you know when we do that we can form alliances we can we can deal with other groups and peoples on the planet 
who see the moral, ethical, social, and political decline, decline on the planet and decay on the planet. And um, we can form those with independence and authority, you know. Just like, you know, in today's era, you know, we're seeing those type of alliances, treaties, things be formed. One, we got to form those amongst ourselves, too. That means that organizations who think like mine here in North America, that are black, that, that want to see a change in the community, who see the community in its dead state, it's dead. We need to come together and form alliances and, and form some general basic principles, you know, and, and try to form communities. I, I look at too many abandoned towns all through this motherfucking country. Nobody can't tell me Negroes can't get up fucking five million dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about people who got some change, who got the money to buy some house and some land. Y'all can't get together and buy a town? Like, this is the shit that I'm saying. There's so many solutions around us. For um, sure. I mean, I was telling Twit, uh, oh, shout out to Twit, he, he's in studio with us uh, today as well. But I was telling Twit earlier about Ibrahim Traore. Yeah. And about how, you know, Burkina Faso, Mali, Niger, uh, you know, recently had the grain deal with Russia and, you know, uh, definitely are moving in a in an anti-Western imperialist path. Shout out to them. Yeah. And for what it's worth, shout out to Russia for, you know, providing them the grain, the grain necessary to feed their people. And despite the embargoes and things in place that the West is imposing on them for pushing for self-determination. You know, and uh, so yeah, I mean that. I mean, if we were, I mean, so setting aside what Black independence, Black nationalism can do for us domestically, you mentioned the alliances that we can make. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the the history of Black agriculture, New African agriculture here in the Americas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The skills yeah. that we have, the history that we have, and how they've driven us out from agriculture in so many ways, in so many ways, directly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, th- that grand deal could have been made with us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That, as far as we, we need to build up our national industrial base yeah. in a way where, and, and control it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Where we can reach out and make significant deals power moves you know what i'm saying with other nations and other groups we we have that power you know set set aside this discussion that we just gorge ourselves on too much about black spending power or the myth of black spending power you know what i'm saying uh despite uh it there there being a a real mythology there pointed out by dr jared ball you know there still is the need and potential for a black separate economy industrial base yeah that can make traction do things for our people here and make significant connections in years to come mm-hmm. in generations to come but it's something that we got to start building now and that's something that can sustain us if america crumbles because it's going to be something built outside it might be built within the borders mm-hmm. but it's going to be built despite the borders that's what we have yeah. to focus on yeah, you know, d- despite it being within, we had to build it despite uh, despite the borders that w- that we're in. W- we're a national people. We had to push for some national recognition. Our brother bro- brother Malcolm, you know, this is what he pushed for. That's kind of what we kind of opened up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I say this though, 
Um, shout out Brother Twig in the building, by the way. You know, um, you mentioned something earlier. It's about the inside. Um, you got to know. Well, hell, I'm on, we on our own show. You got to know that a nigga's cut. And he cut correct. Um, we have to know. You know, we have to, we need a new breed. It's sad to say it like that. We need a new <laughs> damn breed. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, a lot of people in the university wouldn't like you. Using fuck them. You know what I'm saying? We need a new breed. Like, 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 okay. The brothers that's from the 90s. Right? We look at the brothers now and be like, what the f- is going on? We sound old. These niggas ain't got no structure. You know what I'm saying? They don't know no laws, no paperwork. I feel like the youngest member of the old nigga collective. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, like at, yeah. At, at 32, like I'm, I'm starting to feel that much. What is these young niggas on? Like, like it, it's, it's different. And on, like it. I mean, people. I don't never want to just, you know, out, you know, outcast the group. I, I do meet a lot of young brothers through my, through my job that are talking right. And, um, you know, they got the vi- they got some vision to them. And, they, you know, hopefully, you know, if I can give them some encouraging words and, you know, some advice and, you know, they persevere. But um, some of them don't. I've met a lot of them that don't. And, you know, that's what it's, it's like. Yo, we, we got to cut a new breed. You know, they thought like we lost a lot in our generation because we, you know, as a millennial, we were the descendants of crack. We the babies of the crackheads. You know what I'm saying? Or that generation. So we lost a lot in the 90s. We lost a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? We lost a lot in the 80s with the crack epidemic. You know? So it's like, um, yeah, it's like we got we to gotta produce a new breed. The, 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 the models of Negro... <laughs> that's being produced the last four, about two, three generations was produced by environment. We got to produce something intentionally. Like, 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 this is what we making. You know what I'm saying? We didn't make, we didn't make, you know, we didn't make dope dealers. We didn't make crack. We didn't make any of this shit. I can't. You know, it's like, we got to produce this new generation because this shit, and it, like I said, breed, but we breed now. Like we got to do the breeding process, you know. And we talked about music being a weapon in this battlefield that we own. Yeah, and you know, it's, you know, it's going to be part of that drum, that the drum that we march into. You yeah, know what I'm saying where we headed, and uh, it's it's also part of. I mean, we all can think about how important music was to our socialization. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and the things that we attached ourselves to throughout our lives. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and. Uh, the positive and negative examples but you know what i'm saying as we grow older we lash on the more positive hopefully but anyways i want to take a moment before we round back and go back to more of a conversation on palestine israel we'll end off with that but i do want to cut in with the music a little bit and play this clip because it is going pretty viral on twitter black twitter hip-hop twitter social media you know what i'm saying yasin bay our brother most death formerly known as most death speaking on drake and his music. This is, so this is a brand new interview. So I'm gonna play this clip for y'all, and uh, you know, see what y'all think about it. Like is Drake hip hop? 
for the order, for the reality, for the time that we're living in. They're trying and, to get and, the bag. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're, they're trying to get the bag. Music is either going to critique and be for the current system or it's going to be against it. It's going to get the bag. Our, all art can be judged on that basis. In I, a sense, I, I, I'm going to keep it real. All art can be just on, uh, put on that system. But, you know, Yassine was talking about hip hop. That right there is, um, I think maybe it, there's a lot of truth to that, man. Like, yo, I mean, most people in hip hop that I've run across in today's era, commercially, are about getting the bag. Um, and a question could be asked. He asked some valid questions in that. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody needs to ask that. What, in other words, what the fuck are you getting out your music? What are you getting out of it? Is, like, it, is it pacifying us? Yeah, is it giving yeah. me fantasy? Because that, that, that's taking what, me out of reality? Sometimes going into fantasy is cool. It's nothing wrong with having dreams. But can you give me reality too? Can you give me a realistic dream? Is some of the, some of the materialism of modern culture is no. part of that dopamine itch. You know what I'm saying? People shop for the dopamine hit. You know, mm-hmm. to ignore their other problems. Yeah. You know, or or if they're not shopping, they window shopping. Yeah. You know. Uh, so yeah. Some of it. James Brown did a song, two-part song called Escapism. Yeah. And it talks about how people running away from reality. You know what I'm saying? So they go into music, they go into drugs, they go into whatever it is, some form of vice to escape from the reality of what they they going through. Mentally, 
spiritually. We all got to do that to some extent. Yeah. It's, do, you, do you think so? Yeah, we all do have to do that to some extent. Um, but when escapism becomes detrimental to you, when it, when escapism becomes like an addiction. So... Um, that's, that's when it gets bad. That's when it gets bad. And so, like, hip-hop has become... It was a it's always been an escapism for us. We listen to it. We 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 are in the hood. We we can be going through it. I put on the right CD, the right cassette, and it could change my mood completely. It could take me completely outside of the projects. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the hood. Um and that's a good form of escapism, you know. It it, it sort of gave me um, a thirst But it was a reality It still was a reality I like the question that most Duff asked Aki If this thing collapses What will I get from this? I mean cause I think maybe all of us in the room Would say so There's some Drake records I like and You know what I'm saying There's some good ones out there I, mean, I think most Duff is probably honest When he said it's likable mm -hmm. There's a lot to like yeah. You got everything. Got a catchy <laughs> hook. Got a catchy hook. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I mean, but if we're being honest, if we think about just the corpus of his music, would it be would it be significant if America collapsed and we was put in a dire situation for two, two or three generations? More dire than we've experienced since, you know, slavery or the end of Reconstruction, you know, that Nadir period. Yeah. What if we're put into something dire like that? And it's completely possible. You know what I'm saying? And in those situations... The decadence of Drake's music, I, I, I think <laughs> culturally we would see probably a positive revolt in some circumstances because tragedy arises us in that way, and niggas would probably smack the shit out of you if you play certain Drake songs. Would it because be, just because certain things might drive us to be on code, you know what I'm saying? But we need to do it beforehand, and if we can't do it beforehand, if the shit is coming too quick, we need to have. Whatever skeleton of of a code of a system in place for people to flock to in the moment that they finally decide, you know what I'm saying, to get in order as a community, as a nation, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to do for self instead of just waiting around and and sedating ourselves and pacifying ourselves with the surface level shit. I mean, just to comment on this comment about the music and Drake, I just don't look at it like classic. Um. We've we've experienced classic albums in our time. Not as much in the 2000s, but some in the 2000s. Um, Nas's Illmatic is a classic hip-hop album. It's still the time of generations. Wu-Tang Clan's first album. Rakim, Public Enemy. Uh, Tupac. Uh, Biggie. Um, these are classic albums, you know what I'm saying? These are classic albums that uh, exist. When I look back and I look at, I listen to music, classical music, I call it, from the 70s and the 60s. And you'll look on the Billboard charts and you'll see that they're not number one, but then you'll see the song that's number one on the Billboard charts and you don't know who the hell they are. You got to go Google them and look them up through YouTube or something to find out. You know, a lot of one hit wonders. A lot of people that was around had five year stints, ten year stints, and you don't even know shit about them right now. You know, that's where I put Drake at. Somebody may hear the song and say, oh, that's Drake. 
But is that going to be something you're going to keep in your collection? Is that going to be something that you're going to hold sacred well, in your shit? For, sacred music stands the test of time. We'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, I, I think I've shared some of my thoughts already, but, you know, Drake defines an era. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it's treated as, you know, America continues to crumble in the ways that it is, you know, and uh, and as hip hop and black culture develop, uh, we definitely seeing the turn. You know what I'm saying? I, I think some of the critique that Drake's, Drake's getting is louder than it's ever been. Not just Drake. You know, I guess we shouldn't just focus it on Drake. But you know, that you, you, I think there's two sides of, you know, maybe some. You know, I I don't want to say negative. I, maybe that's be too harsh, but. You know, we have decadent hip hop, you know what I'm saying? That just, you know, just focused on, you know, I guess pleasure, women, money, capitalist success, elitism, you know what I'm saying? And then you have, you know, the other significant part of hip hop right now is that drill. It's that hyper violent, you know, and, um, you know, both, both of those is there. So, you know, we seeing pushback and we we seeing changes, but I, I'm interested to see how, I guess how that develops and, uh, and progresses over the years, the next decade. Let's say, you know, is drill still as popular as it is today? You know what I'm saying? And will it still you know in ten years or or are are we really coming? As I hope to a more conscious wave. You know what I'm saying in hip hop, not just in hip hop, but it's gonna reflect the culture. That's the catch. Yeah. It, 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 all of that, the hip hop conversation is always going to be re, re, have to be referred to with the culture in hand. Hip hop is a mirror, and it reflects what goes on in the street. It reflects what goes on in real reality. And so, when you're looking at that reality, the music reflect what was going on in reality. The drill music was a reflection of what was going on in reality. People can say it hyped it up, but drill became known because niggas was doing it already. The blood fuse is going to exist whether they rapped about it or not. It might. I think the music inflame. I think the music can inflame what's there, but without the you know, if there wasn't drill music, the violence would still be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I call it blood fuse because that's really what it is a lot of times. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's what that's what that's what it come back down to though. It come back down to, you know, um, having a, a real standard, a, a code. Um, establishing a code and that establishing that code may mean you may have to live a little different establishing that code meaning you may not be nice to you can't be nice to everybody we're coming into a time and niggas is hungry and I'm saying niggas in Pacific but it's gonna be everybody we already used to white people and, and white society and corporations being down there in the hood and doing what they do to us but we coming into a time when it's gonna be a little different and we got right now you know we got shit going on you know we're gonna have to move in a lot different way you know towards that progress but at the same time in a sense of protection and guarding ourselves and dealing with people because if we're gonna go out and put ourselves out there and and try to stand up for something that means anybody that come with us gotta be that way too and and that's where the standard come in at if we find out that they're not we gotta deal with them accordingly you know um 
Yeah. And that means in all things. That means dealing with ourselves, and that means with us eventually in a day and time where we can form alliances, where we can um, hook up with other peoples. Um, one, they don't have nobody to hook up with right now when it comes down to us. Yeah. Who's your Who's your governing body? Who's your structure? Where's your organization? The, the best we can do for niggas right now is oftentimes a social media campaign. We can get a hashtag popping. You know. You know what I'm saying? Or, but you know, and I, I should. I guess I should have set aside some of the 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 live action or direct action activities that other groups are doing around America, say in support of Palestine. That mm. stuff is going down, and that does raise support. Mm. But uh, you know, ultimately, I still. You know, think we need to put more weight into building institutions, not just you know protest movements. Yeah. Because protest mo- movements come and go. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna come and go, uh, and there's a place for them. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, we gotta build up you know our, our institutional base to be effective internally and externally. But uh, as we exit out this this hip hop conversation, any last words you want to say as we continue? You just updating and keeping track of what's going down with Israel and Palestine specifically. South Africa's recent case in the ICJ, uh, Inter- International Court of Justice. You know they charge genocide, and they, they're they're looking out. You mentioned before, Aki, that they're looking out how Palestine looked out for them when they was mm-hmm. going through apartheid. Yeah, and uh, I don't think a decision has been made yet. But you know, I know the South African judge and uh, a black man, a black male South African judge, and a white female. I think Irish judge, I think, gave the two most critical speeches or statements in support during this trial, which took place pretty quick after the charges was laid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, I, and I watched clips from both. I need to sit down and watch all of it. And, and I will do that before uh, the next episode. And I think by the next episode, a decision will be made in the case as well. And, you know, as we know, they're, they're not just at this moment. What South Africa is looking for is a stop to, uh, you know, Israel's genocide against Palestine. You know, and they're, they're looking for that through an injunction that doesn't have to come through a full out winning of the case or the argument. Mm. They just have to win uh, the idea that that there's a there's the possibility that genocide is going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and that itself could start an injunction and a deeper analysis from that court. Mm-hmm. But it would, from the, from this international court, which Israel is, of course, a part of, the United States as well, they could place an injunction, you know, and how legitimate and how much follow-through we would even see if they did is yet to be seen. But this is, of course, one of the most significant moments in the history of this conflict, this, you know, this court case. So... Uh, anything from your side, you know, your reaction to what you've seen so far, Aki? I mean, uh, it's just a good example of solidarity. Uh, people remembering who was down for them when they needed some help and coming up and stepping up to the plate when they friends and allies need help. As I said, it's a, um, that's the power of having your own uh, government, a governmental body, and representing yourself as your own people. You can form alliances with those who you will. You know, we could have had an alliance with South Africa a long time ago when we helped fight the end of apartheid. When we was holding up and and, and doing strikes in schools and all other types of things. We could have formed those alliances then. 
you know, and there's been many other alliances that we could have had. We could have had an alliance with Ethiopia a long time ago, probably. But at the time, we were seeking other type of aspirations here in North America. And uh, the voices that could have got that happen were silent. So, you know, it's just a testament, really. So it's um, looking at it and relating it to us over here. You know, it lets you know that, you know, people will have your back. You know what I'm saying? Um, and times of need, you just got to be in a position to get that type of help. You know, um, we are what makes us different than most other people, but sort of similar to the Palestine Palestinians. Palestinians are pretty much an enemy camp, even though it's their own territory. But they're an enemy camp. And same thing with black people. A lot of people are not going to be so quick to sign treaties and things with us like that because. We are in the belly of the goddamn beast. We in this motherfucker. You know, if it's a lot of things that can come from that, but real solidarity. Because South Africa could have been scared and said, well, shoot, Israel in the backhand pocket of America. Us, us, us standing up and going against them could mess up our relationship with America. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? When you one of the real ones, as Twig like to say, you know what I'm saying? Rather than weird ones. You know what I'm saying? You do what's right. And you mentioned the ANC is the party that's uh, you know, uh pushing for this. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the um they they I mean that's the I don't wanna say ruling party, but that's the that's the party that's in power right now. You know, and that's the traditional I won't say traditional, but that's the the um that that comes from the pretty much the era of Mandela that's where the support came in at and that support go back to the 60s so you know what I'm saying um, Palestine you know they were supported by South Africa they supported South Africa when the when the ANC government was in exile you know what I'm saying and uh, their leaders were being killed and locked up and things of that such nature it's just two groups that you know what I'm saying who formed a bond a long time ago and they upheld that bond you know as I said I think black people need to do that right here in America but also do it in the sense where we can expand it outside the United States and deal with other nations and such things as that as that as in the same measure that they dealing with so you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm cool with that you know what I'm saying they got a relationship with each other the Palestine and South Africa that they didn't establish so you know that's what that's what allies do they get together you know what I'm saying and they have each other backs and it's funny that you said Irish I think yeah, I think she was, she was uh, from uh, a dredge from Ireland. Uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, is a white woman. That makes me think about the IRA. The IRA was in support of Palestine and the ANC. There you go. So um, makes me look now and say what Ireland say got to say on that too. But you know what I'm saying. That'll be part of our homework for the next episode when we cover the decision that's made uh, from the court and some of the repercussions. We'll you know make sure we sit down and watch. Uh, not only there, those, those two judges, but also uh, see what Israel had to say in defense of itself. You know, I'd be interested to in see what they had to say. I mean, with the, these are two voices that's pretty much been against them, or, or voices that since they've come into inception. Because um, I think the IRA is a little younger than the state of Israel. Um, I won't say the struggle is younger but i think the, the the actual formation of it was a little younger than israel so, anc's was a little younger than israel's too 
So yeah, I mean, ending note, I mean, just to tie all this in, we should be pushing for our our international recognition of new African people in things like the international court. You know, we should get a vote separate from white America. You know what I'm saying? We can't be tied to this colonial imperialist project in a way we, we don't have to. There's other groups that have, you know, and push. I think about the Kurds, you know what I'm saying, uh, over where they at. Now, here's uh, the, but yeah. Now, check this out, too, though. That ties into something I was talking about with us and our own coming together and our own nationhood. You can go to the international court right now as a group, make a petition for nationhood and get it. Let's the Kurds it. was made into a nation. The Kurds do not have a, a home state. Kurdistan is not their home state. That is an area within another country. They just call it Kurdistan. Mm. They got populations all over the planet. They are a nation of people. You know what I'm saying? Etrians got the same thing. They have an Etria international flag. Not the national flag. They have an international flag that represents them everywhere they go. So... The same means that you can use to bring other nations to justice is the same means you could use to bring yourself to justice or bring yourself in line with justice. For sure. Equality with the other nations. You, you can't go to them speaking as a free people when you are under the rulership of somebody else. That means you belong to them. You're not somebody that's in this land. You're somebody that belongs to this land, you know. And I say peace on that. Peace, Aki. Appreciate uh, you for a great episode. Shout out Twit. And a peace to y'all. Hope uh, y'all go in peace. Have a good rest of y'all week. We're going to chop it up with y'all next time. <laughs>